Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. All right, everybody, and we're back. The first live show since starting with Philly Voice. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm here with Angela. I'm Jay Black, by the way. I'm here with Angela Cataldi and Rhea Hughes. Guys, are you excited? We're on Philly Voice. We're going to get so many listeners. Woo! I'm, I'm excited because we're all wearing glasses today. We look like <laughs> librarians. It's, yes. it, as Angela said look, earlier. Rhea, you look best in them. Just so oh, you well, thank you. You, <laughs> you do. I, 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 so, you know, real quick, my wife used to wear glasses. And she yeah. doesn't anymore. And I was like, well, when did you stop wearing glasses? Like, did you get better? Like, what happened? And she, her response was, I just felt like I didn't need them. And I'm like, I don't think you can just feel like you don't need glasses. You either need them or you don't. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I liked it when she had glasses. She had, like, this sexy librarian look. You know, I was like, put your hair up and tell me to be quiet. Let's have some fun. Uh, anyway, guys, it is the Wednesday after the Super Bowl which is in this town a little bit tricky to talk about because it was rough. I sent you the video of my daughter um, responding. She is a seven-year-old, dyed-in-the-wool Eagles fan. It was very difficult for her to deal with it. I don't want to talk about the emotions of the show uh, because we know how we feel about it. So let's let's just talk about the Super Bowl as a TV uh, touchstone for everybody because it is... Always the most viewed show of the year. Always, without fail. If you look at the top 10 most viewed shows of all time, it's like MASH and nine Super Bowls. I mean, it's like people love the Super Bowl. And just in general, I wanted to get your thoughts about what it is you think, it, other than the game, the, the, the joy of watching the game, that makes the Super Bowl such a big event. What is it about the broadcast? Is it right. what do they do? Jay, I'm gonna tell you, I think Rhea and I have a different perspective because our team was in it. Right. Yeah. You get to experience it a different way than just as this sports spectacle. Right. And the thing that makes it so great is when you sit down and watch it, you know it's not like any other sports event. Everything is inflated. Yes. The five hour pregame show all the pomp and pageantry before the game, the halftime extravaganza, all the, you know, the staging and the, all that stuff. When you're watching it, you go, wow, this is important. Right. And the problem is if you're actually a fan of one of the teams there, you realize that it's not like the events that got you there. Like the things that you've got a 15 minute break between halves, Every single game right through the NFC Championship game. Now it's 43 minutes. Right. Now I got to watch Rihanna gesture, gesture <laughs> do all this stuff. And, and it's good that it looks so great, but it's not great for the game itself. And that's the thing that frustrated me in watching the 57th one on Sunday. That's an interesting perspective. You know, what you talking about that, it reminds me a little bit of going out to dinner you can go to a place that you really like and have a great dinner, or you can go to a place that costs like $1,000 and you get like seven courses and they come out and describe the courses and it's supposed to be better, 
but it's not the best meal yeah. you've ever had. It's a bigger experience, but not a good meal. You know, that's so, great. You're great. Yeah, Rhea. Yeah, yeah. What Angelo said is right because it, it it is a different experience when your team is in it. I watched none of the pregame because some of them started at nine thirty in the morning, and I went, okay, this is, <laughs> I can't do this all day long. Um, but what what's what makes sports so great is it is the best reality TV show out there. Yeah. Except in this case, it's a reality show that's not scripted at all outside of the halftime. And, you know, that's what makes it great. But, you know, when you're looking at Angelo, the 43 minutes, that may have cost the Eagles a Super Bowl. Yes. And really, the NFL has to figure something out about this bloated halftime show. Because we all saw Patrick Mahomes get that ankle hit. And they had enough time in that 43 minutes to shoot it up. And he <laughs> yeah. was ready to go in the halftime after half. Thank you again, Jonathan Gannon. But that made a huge difference. It's more than that. Did you see how much worse the field was in the second half? They were picking up divots. Yeah. It was insane because of, because of the show they put on. The show that they put on at halftime can never impede with the actual game. And But, but we're looking at it again, Ange. We're looking at it a lens. Yes. Through the lens of Eagles fans. Yes. I always, when the Eagles aren't in it, we look forward to the halftime show. Bruno yeah. Mars, one of the greatest halftime shows I've ever seen. Rihanna's, Rihanna's I thought was boring, and I'm a huge fan of her. I love yeah. it, but it was boring, other yeah. than the fact that she made some gestures. But they have to do something that you don't have to build these elaborate stages. Get a great act, put them yeah. up there, You're get right. them in and out in 30 minutes. Right. You're right. They just, they, they, it's bloated. It's yeah. overdone. It's exactly what you said, Jay. You go to this fancy restaurant, you pay all this money, and you walk out and you go, it would have been better if they just did it the normal way. Right. Just yeah. bring me it's regular food. It's too much. I, I will say this. As someone who is not as big a sports fan as you guys, you know, even I am an Eagles fan. I was very upset about it, but, I, you know, I don't live and die the, the sport, so I, I still have a little bit of distance from it. I have a prediction to make about the Super Bowl. Here is my prediction. When the NFL finally talks the union into going to 18 games, because they will, it will. Uh, they're going to combine President's Day and Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yes. You're right. It, it You're is, right. That's where they're going. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it makes sense. They're only a week apart at this point. It, they, you throw in one more week of games, it, 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 right. everybody's money goes up if that happens. It just makes too much sense. And what I'll tell you is, I think th that America in general loves secular holidays. We don't have a bunch of them. We have Thanksgiving, we have the 4th of July, basically. And then we try to take religious holidays and turn them secular, like Easter and and uh, Christmas. Uh, the Super Bowl is one of those secular holidays where everyone comes together. There's almost even the Stations of the Cross, where it's like, yeah. all right, pre-game. Yeah. Who wins the coin toss? The, the, how long is the um, the well, the... Jay? You know the the schools realized it because, it, and I know South Jersey started at first, but Clark School went on a two hour delay. They actually said this makes more sense. Right, everybody's going to be up late, including kids, because they're watching it. So they went to a two hour delay. So it just it makes sense. Just 
do it President's Day weekend. Right. You're right on the religious thing, too, because I said a novena. <laughs> it did not work. You didn't light a candle. You got to light a candle, Angelo, next time. That's it was like something, yeah. but it wasn't a candle. <laughs> no, and I did not like the ending of that Super Bowl at all. I might feel differently if it went the other way. Yeah, no. Well, and let me, let me switch over to the way I experienced the game, and I want to talk to you about your TV viewing habits. Uh, you guys probably watched from the comfort of your home. I, as I told Angelo yesterday, and he, and he could not believe it, I was flying to Wisconsin to do morning shows at a community college. That was uh, <laughs> 11.30 in the cafeteria, guys, doing You comedy. will take a check for anything, Jay, <laughs> and that I respect it. I really do. Honestly, if you were a crazy rich person who wanted comedy for your fish, I will fly <laughs> to your house and do comedy for your fish. I don't care. Just pay me. Uh, <laughs> As I told Angela, I'm a lot like Big Daddy was, except without oh, the discretion. I'll no just do anything. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why we got along so well. Anyway, I was in an airport. I was flying through Charlotte to uh, Milwaukee, and I just so happened that the majority of the game was in that airport. And I don't know who was flying or why, but it was an airport full of Kansas City fans. And every time something happened good for Kansas City, you could hear just like the applause through the halls of the Charlotte airport. It was brutal. And uh, my question is, how did you watch the game? I didn't like it that way. I don't. I know some people go out. I would have preferred to be home with my family. Do you prefer to be in or out? And what is your, your go-to watching habits, Rhea? What do you do? I watch it at home. I've always watched it at home. What was great about this year was in 2017, I watched it with my son and my brother. My son was eight at the time. And... He is not really a huge sports fan. He also got sick in the second half with 103 degree fever oh, and that boy. made it difficult. This one, what was great was he watched the entire game. He was into it, loved it. And at the end, my 13 year old was consoling me. And he came <laughs> up because it didn't really hurt him as much. Like he felt bad, but he just right. said, I feel bad they didn't win for you, yeah. which, you know, it was a nice moment and I loved it. But I, I do, I watch every Super Bowl at home with my. My friend Mary was here this year, but I watch him with my uh, my son and my brother. Uh, That's sorry. ironic, Rhea, because I felt bad that they didn't win it for me. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I will not, you know, I now have the opportunity since I'm retiring in a few days yes. that um, I can go to parties and stuff yep. to see the Super Bowl. Shoot me first. You are not going to a party. I'm going to watch the most important game of the year. Yeah. Listening to a neighbor tell me about his dietary habits. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am waging a war right now on football. All right? I have never seen the purpose of it, let alone when it's in the midst of an important sports yes. event. Yes. I will always experience this game alone. My wife came this year and stayed home with me, although she had opportunities because yes. she thought it would be a special moment when the Eagles won. It was not. It was not. <laughs> and I will now be in solitude with my pet, and that will be the side of it. But I got to say this, Jay, the, the, the video that you sent me of your daughter, and you even had a little snippet from five years ago when she was two. Yeah. That was so beautiful. I want people need to see it. Because it captured, we and I have been talking about this all week, how affected little kids were by that awful loss. Yeah. And 
your video captured that as well as anything I've ever seen on it. Where can people see it? So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put a link below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, just check your podcast player right now. There'll be a link in the podcast that you can go check it out. I'll put that in there so you can see Little Penny. Uh, very innocent. And it's, you know, my, my family has a uh, long strain of, of uh, Eagles fandom. My uh, Everybody before the Super Bowl sent me uh, a text like, your dad's watching from heaven. And I just know that there was cursing in heaven on Sunday night. I'm sure, I'm sure God was like, hey, can you keep it down? It's a little loud there, Bob. Uh, because it was it was a rough one. But I, I prefer to watch it alone, too. My Aunt Barbara, who's 80 years old, we we always take her to every game event. Like, we, we, we bring her to my uh, brother-in-law, who has a nice big house, where we do a party. And she goes to the basement by herself. I love to that. Watch. And she love goes... It. Well, why? And she goes, I need to concentrate. I can't listen to you people talking. And it's like, you got to concentrate. If you're a fan, you got to concentrate. Yep. So I get I love it. it. I love it. Now, uh, I want to move on to what is the most popular segment of the show. People love, I get more email about you, Rhea, than anything else. They're like, I love the British segment. It's always bringing me new shows. They always have suggestions for you. If you're new to the show from Philly Voice, every week, Rhea, who is the world's biggest British television fan, brings us a new show <laughs> yeah. that she talks about. Uh, and it's always great because she'll go, this has 16 seasons. There's 12 episodes. I don't know how the math works out because the way they do it over there. What do you got for us this week, Rhea? Well, this is courtesy of Mark. Mark emailed you and told you about a show he wanted me to watch called Grantchester. It's on Prime. I had blown by this a thousand times because... I don't really like shows that are like back in the 1950s because I feel like it's not, you know, it was before I was born. It's not something I can relate to. But, you know, when Mark, when, when one, our listeners give a suggestion, I will at least watch an episode. Right. I absolutely love it. Wow. I am almost through the first season, 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes by critics, 92% by audience. It's basically a vicar in a very small town. Now, a vicar is different from a priest in that a vicar can marry, you know, and have relationships, you know, with oh, women. So okay. just so people know, because there is some love story kind of stuff in that, but, and he's a really good looking guy. He's, uh, James Norton plays Sidney Chambers. He's a vicar in this small town and he stumbles kind of into a murder mystery and he brings it to your typical hard boiled detective, uh, Jordy Keating played by Robson Green. Who's he's what every hard boiled detective He's like pre-Columbo. That's how, like, he's wow. even got the, you know, the coat. Their relationship is what makes the show. It's it's like a bromance, the way to, to do it, you know. he's the hard, And they drink a lot. They are always <laughs> at the pub, pounding pints, pounding scotch and whiskey. Um, the, the housekeeper in it for the vicar, uh, Mrs. McGuire, absolutely hysterical. I just love her. Um, so it's just, it, it's, you know, it's really good. It's. Your typical sleepy English town, village, they like to call them villages, except for the murders, the rampant affairs, the homosexuality. <laughs> I mean, you, we all have this image of 1950s that right. these people weren't getting it on all over the place. Oh, they were. <laughs> they just were all dressed up and looked really. And some of the women in this, Angelo, yeah. the 1950s women I in the dresses that. and the hats and the hair and how they're always perfect. Right. Oh, I love that. that. 
I love like when they they spray the hair and it's like cemented in. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. That was that That's was so more like the sixties, the 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 fifties. Ah. This is like post World War Two, ah. but it's phenomenal. I can't. I'm almost through. I have one more episode in season one. It's on Prime, and I can't. I, I got five more episodes to go. Ah. It's not normally in my cup of tea because this is considered a cozy mystery where there's not tons of violence. It's so well acted. I, I mean, listen, you know, I watch a lot of dark British shows. I mean, I, I'm guilty. Right. It's good. You prefer violence, man? That's interesting. Well, no, I would, no, what I like about British shows is you don't see the violence because uh -huh. really they don't allow guns in England. You know, what a concept. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's, you don't see the violence. You know that somebody has been murdered and it's generally by poison or, or maybe a knife or something like that. But, uh, but it's, it's a terrific show. I, I wasn't expecting to like it. I was really pleasantly surprised. Now, I, I will say, everybody, our traffic, even with the first episode, has gone way up now that we're on Philly Voice. So our we will, at least for now, if you email us, if you respond to the podcast, if you uh, go to YouTube and leave a, a comment for us, we will do our best. Rhea is only one person. So <laughs> yeah. get your if you want to get a review and get it in now. And that doesn't go just for British shows. If there's other shows that you want us to watch, put it in there. We at least for now, we will do our best to get everybody's request in because, you know, it always helps to we love we love TV. So if you give us a suggestion, we'll check it out. Uh, Rhea, what is your team? You, did I guess your teen show was it the Super Bowl, like with uh, Rihanna? Well, no, like, no, he actually, no, he, you know, he did watch it with me, you know, and he just kind of watches it. He, I think he's more watching me. Like the next day, I did apologize to him for my behavior. So <laughs> I will, I will point out I did do that. No, he watched, he went back and found a show. I said, What are you watching? I said, oh, I found this show, Supergirl, which debuted in 2015, yeah, uh, was on till 2021. Because he's really, he's into the DC, the Marvel, all that kind of stuff. What pleased me was he was watching a show about a female superhero. Sure. So I really like that. And, uh, he, you know, his ratings are diff are very interesting. 8.3 out of 10, he gave it. <laughs> precise. Uh, That's pretty Yeah, good. he's Where's very precise. Where so is it? It's, it's on Netflix. Uh, there are six seasons. Uh, he actually gave me the Rotten Tomato rating is 80%. It's basically Superman's cousin, you know, somehow gets transported to Earth as a 12-year-old, kind of grows up with her foster sister, and is fighting, you know, crime, all the, you know, all the things that Superman did, but as a, as a woman, and he just said he really enjoyed it. She, I saw one episode with him. She's very fresh-faced, then all of a sudden she's, you know, fighting crime, but it, it, it's very much about female power, and I think kind of a little bit ahead of time, the times we're in now where... You know, we got to do, you know, female power is huge. But 2015, I think when this came out, a lot of people kind of blew it off. It was like, oh, I don't want to watch a female hero. Well, my 13-year-old my son watched it. It could have helped that she's cute uh, and he liked it. But he, he really enjoyed it. So I said he, uh, he gave it very, very much a thumbs up. Now, you're not going to, you're never going to believe this, but I'm kind of a nerd. Um, so I'm going to uh, tell you, I don't know if you know this or not, it, that show is part of a DC TV universe that has okay. connections with like five other shows. If you yes, remember Green you Arrow, The Flash, there's a show called uh, Clark and Lois um, about Superman. There's the Legends of Tomorrow, which, uh, by the way, that stars Brendan Routh, who was Superman. Real quick side story about that. I was doing a movie 
and I was in the movie, and we were talking about Superman, like the Superman movies, and I talked about how the Brendan Routh movie was the worst Superman, this 2006 <laughs> Superman. And I went into like a 10-minute monologue about everything that was wrong with it. Angela, you, you know this kind of thing. The worst ever. This is terrible. I can't believe they made it. Finally, this red-headed woman who was in the movie with me gets up and says, you're a jerk, and storms out. And I was like, my God, that woman's a little passionate about Superman, huh? And uh, the director of the movie goes, Jay, her husband is Brandon Routh. <laughs> Ten minutes, guys. Ten minutes. Nobody touches my arm and says, how about you dial it down? Maybe. And I, I had to go oh apologize to her. It was, uh, it was rough. But uh, all of those shows are interconnected with one another. So this could open a path for Clark, Rhea, where he gets to watch another 7,000 hours of TV. Yes. And they're all pretty good. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, like he doesn't watch enough. Right, yeah. right. Well, and the Flash movie's coming out soon, which there might be some. Oh, he, uh... believe me, there's a countdown. I already <laughs> know about it. I'm going to see Ant-Man on Friday night with him. I'm going Saturday with my yeah. son. We'll have to talk about go. it. Uh, Angela, what is your show this week? What do you have? All right, I got uh, three quickies here, two that I loved and one that stinks. <laughs> and the one that stinks is what everybody thinks is great. All right, so I'll start with Dear Edward on uh, Apple+. Plus. Uh, I was watching it for Connie Britton. I love Connie Britton. I've loved her since Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah. Great in it. She's this prissy, rich woman. Uh, it's really about a little boy, 12-year-old boy. I think your son would love Oh, okay. All right. right. Except it's kind of intense. And the kid that plays the little boy is Colin O'Brien. And this kid is a star. Wow. you got to see how great he is. And it's the story of these families. And I want to give a lot away. But members of a bunch of families are getting on a plane. And the pilot, they must have spent a fortune on this. It shows you the last quarter of the pilot is some of the most compelling television I've ever watched. It is so intense. It is so brilliantly filmed. The way they did it at the end, the little boy and what happens to him. I'm not giving anything away. You can't. This is really good. I've seen the okay. first three episodes. Even after this big thing happens, the, the stories that spin out of it are phenomenal. Wow. I can't recommend it more highly. It's really good. Dear Edward and Apple Plus. Okay. Then I decided on Saturday night, my wife, we were staying home to get ready for the Super Bowl. Let's do a double feature. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm a big, I like rom-coms more than my wife does. So I said, let's go to somebody I used to know. Right. Okay. That is on uh, Amazon Prime. And it stars Allison Brie and Jay Ellis. Allison Brie, I knew from Mad Men. Beautiful, beautiful. Very good actress. This is a rom-com with every rom-com trope that Jay Black has already put in. <laughs> yes. Except it all fits so nicely. They do it in a way that's unique and different. You don't know how it's going to end. It's, ter it's fantastic. We loved it. We both said, wow, how good was that movie? Okay. Near the end, it got a little weird. But it was very... And here's one other thing. When's the last time, Jay, you saw the actress Julie Hadrity? Oh, from wow. Airplane. Uh, Airplane. Yeah. For, I haven't seen her in 40 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Wow, she's she great. She's been in the movie in 40 years. She was in this. And she has aged someone. All right. <laughs> and then the second half of the double feature... 
I figured, well, we can't lose with this. After Sun, it's nominated for all these Academy Awards. Right. After Sun, Paul Mesco with, uh, he was from Normal People, and he's in it with our lovable daughter, Frankie Coria. And and it's the story of of uh, Paul Meskin's Mesco's character sinking deeper and deeper into a depression. Oh, oh God, like fun. I, that's a Saturday night for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea, that was, that'll get you ready for some affection. Yeah. <laughs> it was, we made it through 45 minutes. It was excruciating. I'm not saying Mesco wasn't good. I'm saying the movie, here's the irony. Somebody got a 72 in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. After Sun got a 95. Wow. I guarantee you, people will enjoy somebody more than After Sun. After you mean Sun, to tell me that yeah. a movie about depression was depressing? <laughs> Just seeing if I got yeah, this right. It was, it was too true to life. Yes. It was bad. Don't watch After yes. Sun, but watch somebody I used to know. Yes. After Sun's on all on demand. It's everywhere right now. And it stinks. Angela, I just realized your TV double feature mirrored the Super Bowl. First half, <laughs> really good. <laughs> Second <laughs> half, <laughs> slow sinking into depression. You know? At halftime, we were great. And then everything <laughs> went downhill. You watched the Rihanna video at halftime. It was great. Uh, now, it's interesting, Angela, you mentioned uh, Apple TV Plus. Because I got to tell you, I, I'm going to talk about shrinking. And yeah. I'm looking at the Apple TV Plus they have become like the high-end boutique of of streaming. They don't do a ton. It's not like Netflix where there's like 13 new things to watch every week. It's like one or two things. But the hit rate on Apple TV Plus, I think, is better than any other streaming service that's going right now. Um, I Shrinking, which is the number two show on there after I think Ted Lasso is still number one. Uh, it's a Bill Lawrence show. He also did Ted Lasso. Have you guys seen Shrinking at all? I'm up right up to date. I love it. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And I don't like Ted Lasso. Oh, really? I'm a huge Ted Lasso guy. I think it's really good. Yeah. I love Ted Lasso. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Ted Lasso. And I've seen, uh, this is one of those few shows where I see all the previews. I haven't gotten to it yet. Just a little, been a little busy the past couple weeks. But I love the previews. Yeah. So I can't wait to watch it. Well, a really couple of things about it. Number one, Jason Siegel right. uh, is great. He is great in just about everything he does. Yep. Th but I'm going to talk for a second about Harrison Ford, who turned out to be a comedian, and no <laughs> one knew it because he spent 40 years as Grumpy. He was Mr. Grumpy. Howard Stern used to do an impression of him as Frankenstein because he would only come out there, rrr, rrr, that's all he would do. And he is hilarious in this, playing off that, persona of being grumpy um it is a, a bill lawrence show and i think that bill lawrence has cornered a very specific spot in tv between scrubs and cougar town and Ted i Lasso. love scrubs i Great. was a huge scrubs Great. fan it is a show where the conflict is all internal it's like conflict that you have about your own problems that you're trying to work through it's not bad guys there's no bad guys and even the people that seem bad you wind up having empathy for because they turn out to be pretty, they're dealing with their own stuff. And it just becomes a group of people trying to get together and help each other through life. And it's very bright and sunny in Los Angeles. Even Ted Lasso, which takes place in England, feels bright and sunny in LA. Yeah. 
And I just, if, if I'm wanting to turn my brain off for a half hour and just enjoy myself, I think Bill Lawrence is the place to go. Uh, and Shrinking is the show to check out. I have a, a brief Jason Siegel story I would like to share. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whenever I see him on, I think of my mom. This is really kind of a heartwarming story. Uh, years ago, um, when she was in her 80s, she died when she was 98. But this might have been about 12, 15 years ago. A uh, movie, uh, every year we would take my mom to a movie. And and it was very hard to pick because yeah. she's in her late 80s. And I, and I said to my wife, I got one here. This is going to be great. We're going to go see um, th this great Jason Segel. And he's going to be in a movie called Shrink It. What was it called? No, I'm sorry. Um, the one where he was full frontal. Oh, uh, is that uh, forgetting, Sarah Marshall. forgetting Sarah Marshall? <laughs> oh, you did not take your mom to that. All right. Now you got to picture this. My wife is on one side. My 89 year old mom's on the other, and I'm on the third side. And I had previously sent us to a movie that was bad for my mom, so I really had to nail this. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes in, Siegel shows up. All naked right. from the front. And my wife was looking at me. What the hell is wrong with you? And, and my mom is just under her breath. She's going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm taking her to see a guy with this thing hanging out. And that, you know, honestly, anytime I see Jason Siegel now, first I see his thing. And then I see my mom's face. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, a, you did know, you ever concentrate on the rest of the movie after that? No, no, no one did. At that point, I, I didn't know to leave or what to do. You don't expect that in a comedy. Now, no. what's, what's, what's ironic now is every time you see the show shrinking, you need to go see a shrink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real fast, you are caught up, right, before we get out of here. Him <laughs> on the trampoline in episode four. Bouncing yep. up and down, giving his neighbor the finger. I, it oh, just—I was—I was on a plane <laughs> flying home, laughing hysterically. It's great. You got to check it out. Uh, okay. And guys, thank let you me, so much. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. yeah. Here's what we're nominating today: is worth of your time. Grant Chester on Amazon Prime. Supergirl on Netflix. Somebody I used to know on Prime. After Sun on On Demand, it stinks. <laughs> and uh, Dear Edward on Apple Plus and Shrinking on Apple Plus. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week. If you're on phillyvoice.com, please uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please leave a comment. It helps us. Likes, comments, even dislikes yep. help us because yes. it go goes into the algorithm and lets people know. Tell us what you want us to watch. We'll watch it. We promise. Thank you, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The TV Show. If you did, please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It'll help people find the show. Also, please follow me on Twitter at JBlackIsFunny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there. Even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.